0: The introduction for this podcast needs to tread as lightly as the carefully curated music in Norwegian trumpeter Tina Ting Helseth's new release, Magical Memories. Like any good concert or opera, you'll probably appreciate an overture, so here it is.
1: I, I don't see a contradiction in in like me being very serious about my job, being very passionate about my job and, and music and playing. And of course, it's, a, it's such a part of my identity, but I don't think it's a contradiction to actually then just at the same time admit that if it came to it, then there is other aspects of life that would actually be more important.
0: When you return to playing the, the yes. trumpet after this period of sort of reflection, what did you notice was different, if at all, in your sort of how you approached the instrument and how you felt playing it?
1: Well, I, I remember that, um, so from, so let's, I think my last, it was the 28th of February um, in the States, and then I didn't, and then I do a couple of those online streams thingies, and then I didn't play a concert until uh i think it was the 19th or the 20th of june
0: right that's a long that was time my
1: next concert with people uh, and this was that was the festival that i i told you about in desert. Mm. and um i just i i it was like to see euph- how do you say euphoric and there was not a, a a fiber in my body that was nervous at all i was just extremely excited it was a huge kind of rush like this kick to play concerts. So then that whole week of of different concerts was, was an even more special and more inspiring and just happy week.
0: I adore it, and and I hear that I hear the jazz influence in it, and it does. It's sort of slightly disconcerting to hear a sound that you associate with the religious space or liturgical settings, i.e., the organ uh, or that church organ sound, and then to hear a sort of hint of jazz in it. I I adore it. When I hear some of the tracks here, I hear this sort of really um, soft, rounded tone. I mean, there's clearly sort of uh, distinctiveness in between each note, but the, the legatos are really smooth and the tone is sort of soft and rounded. Can you tell me how that's produced? Or is that just something about the instrument and something about you? Do you Is that really yeah, difficult? Yeah, I
1: know I, I understand uh, what you meant. And, uh, and um, yeah, it's a very... It's a very... uh, No, it doesn't have anything to do with the instrument. Um, You need to do it. I mean...
0: (laughs) No, it's not the instrument, it's me.
1: A trumpet, uh, well, not necessarily me. A lot of people can do this, but... um, But it's, yeah, no, in that sense, it's me.
0: There is an unfussiness to Tina Ting, Healthith's album Magical Memories. A cool, careful tone seems to emerge from her instrument, a melodic line underpinned by a reliable, strong, subtle cathedral organ, one that supports and drives, allowing her to take centre stage, bringing a sense of cool, which I struggle to describe in any other way but Scandy. There is sophistication here then, an effortlessness, a sense that the music is sliding into view. It commands attention. It provides the style that is missing from the banality of real life. Tina exudes a similar sense of cool about herself in conversation. I tried to draw out of her what the technicalities of sound production were, but either my questioning wasn't really assertive enough, or the reality is that the sound she produces really is an extension of her personality. Actually, I prefer the latter. It excuses my woeful on-the-fly questioning and also extends that sense of mystique around the sound that is produced. The other cool thing to note about Tina is that she and her husband love Lego. From, from, what I, from my searing journalistic skills, one of you yeah. is clearly, clearly into space. Because I see a model rocket.
1: Yes, it's the Lego. Uh, well, basically, it's space and Lego compared.
0: Okay. Is that yeah. you or is that him?
1: This is like combined. Oh, this is Sebastian, so my husband. This is the Saturn V. <laughs> uh, like Apollo. That. I don't like that. Laugh.
0: This is Saturn V. This is, yeah. yeah, this is the rocket. And <laughs> then
1: you can see the, you know, the different Legos yeah. up there and there and yeah. So basically, uh, uh, yeah, my husband is very much into s- to space stuff. Uh, well, he's into a lot of stuff. He's one of those. His latest book that he read was one of. The, it's actually by this British guy, Matt something, uh, that just writes about it's a cold. then this makes no sense if I don't know the name of the Well, he's into those crazy facts, you know, like just random. Yes. He loves QI and those kind of yeah I, He I knows live with a lot like of that. stuff. Yeah. yeah, he just loves, knows a lot of stuff. and um.
0: They're really yeah, annoying, those it. kind of people, I find. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They're always sometimes dropping facts into conversation. It's really, really stuff. irritating.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's also very nice sometimes, you know, to, so then I can ask. What is this? And I can ask, why do you know this? And he's like, I don't know. That's that's exactly it. How how is it that you know this
0: and I don't know it? I don't understand. That's, yeah, that's the thing that really bothers me. And it's
1: basically, yeah, yeah, I watched the video on YouTube and then I was like, okay. Yeah. So it's, yeah, uh, yeah, no, but we have a lot of Lego. In our wedding, our seating chart was in Lego.
0: Oh, that's how. So are you a Lego fan then? Are you, it's the Lego stuff from you, right?
1: No okay. yeah, this yeah well it's both of us but uh I have my stuff and he has his he's more of the machines I'm more of the architecture I have like like uh, this how do you say the houses mm-hmm. that you put together like a street
0: Yes yes I yeah
1: that's yeah. more me <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> You're more you're more community and your husband is more space and he does,
1: <laughs> Yeah he does the, with the engines and stuff you know he has the thing that's moving and yeah, like the Lego Technics. Thing. What
0: have you been up to over the past year? Then I know there's an album that you've recorded uh, yes. in Oslo Cathedral, but I recorded
1: uh, two actually. <laughs> oh
0: really? Oh, why you've yeah. been busy? Uh, what what has what have you been up to in addition to that? What how have you spent your time?
1: Well, of course, the tempo has been very different than my normal uh, life than my, before this, before pre-corona. Um, but yeah so basically in the beginning it was very very quiet everything stopped everything cancelled so for two three months I had nothing um, which was well then I have no motivation at all basically to do something so I
0: did you find Did you find the motivation just... dropped off immediately or, or did it sort yeah. of it did okay
1: how, yeah. did, you, well, how did you cope how I... with... sorry
0: how did you cope with that
1: well I think that's, so basically that's how I work now. I mean, when you're younger and when I studied and before, you know, before my career uh, went crazy, then, uh, you know, then you have a goal to just become better, basically. Oh. Of course, I still have that goal, but it's a, it's a different way. It's, it's, um, it's so I play for people. That's why I practice, basically. I'm, I don't like practicing. Uh but but I have to so then because I like being on stage and I like performing and I like I like so when I prepare repertoire I know that I'm going to play it that's kind of like how I work so when I'm not going to so when I was like I might play a concert in three months time then it's like so what's the reason for practicing right now so I did take a lot of time off actually just doing other things knitting and trying to go for walks and a lot of Netflix, Amazon Prime, HBO, you know, all of these things, like everyone did. Uh, I just, I I mean,
0: just, just like the facial expression that you gave when you talked about knitting. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah some knitting, yeah, more I've, knitting.
1: I've knitted so many sweaters. I mean, I'm not jumpers. It's like so many, like 15 or something. I don't know. Wow. For myself and my husband and friends and, and family, and I've just, yeah, gone crazy. But um, yeah, no, and but then of course things started happening with concerts, and and uh, I'm I'm part of this uh, artistic board at this very nice festival in the, Riesør, the south coast of of Norway, very beautiful town with like all the white wooden houses. It's very idyllic, um, and that was in June, and we had a normal festival. I mean, we didn't have a normal festival; it was less in the audience, of course, but we had a full festival. And stuff. And then in the summer, I mean, things started happening. So I actually, this autumn, I had many, many concerts in Norway, all of them. I haven't been abroad since I, I came home from the States first first of March last year. That's the last time I was in this abroad, which probably hasn't happened ever.
0: Mm. <laughs> uh, what, what is the prospect like of um traveling now after after this sort of extended period of time at home does it does it feel like a daunting process travel now
1: well i think um i think a lot of of my colleagues you know it's kind of like a wake-up call for a lot of people uh of like because the, the tempo of of this life is very high basically and it's and and um Uh, yeah it goes you know it goes fast you go there and there sometimes a couple of countries a week and different orchestras different places different repertoire um so then of course when it's suddenly just nothing is happening uh then um yeah you get a different view on life I kind of I kind of got this already uh, what is it now six years ago when I kind of met a wall of some sort and then I had to take time off so I already had that kind of a little bit, you know, like okay, so what matters? What do I want in life? What is the most important thing? And those kind of so I already had those uh, thought, you know, process going on um, in that sense. But 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 I think a lot of a lot of my colleagues um, that I've spoken to soloist colleagues, they're. Very happy <laughs> because a lot of them, of course they miss playing concerts, they miss the whole traveling I miss traveling, of course I do I miss that life um, but I think a lot of the people you have just you've been forced to just be a little bit more been quiet, stand still you know, and you'll be home um, with you know finding out what you know. Yeah, music is of course part of my life and who I am, but it doesn't if I suddenly couldn't play anymore I would still have a good life, you know, like just to that's, see that.
0: that's really interesting to hear because a lot of yeah. you know, a lot of the conversations that I've had with musicians have been almost the same as this, but along the lines of if I can't play music then what am I? Actually yeah. what you're saying is if I can't play music that would be sad, but uh, you know, life will carry on.
1: Um, yeah, the the most important thing for me is to try and be happy and have have my you know my closest friends and and now then you know my husband and this life it's it's more important than you know if someone asks me you can either travel the world and play the trumpet or. Have this life at home with your closest friends and and family and your and Lego. Yeah, with <laughs> yeah. my Lego. You know, if I I would of course choose this life with my husband. If I had to choose, I mean. Is it's, that? It's,
0: I wonder whether that's the headline for the for the <laughs> podcast. It's she would rather play with her Lego than travel and play the trumpet.
1: Yeah, well, that's not quite true. Though. <laughs> no, no, like that's fine. Tabloid. Don't worry. <laughs> that's like that's like the sun, you know? Yeah, that's, no, uh, I don't. Hello don't, magazine. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> no, but I mean, but I mean, on a serious note, I do think, yeah. So, so for me, I I don't see a contradiction in in like me being very serious about my job, being very passionate about my job and, and music and playing. And of course, it's a, it's such a part of my identity. But I don't think it's a contradiction to actually then just at the same time admit that if it came to it, then there is other aspects of life. That would actually be more important.
0: Uh, I think it's the the ability to uh, let go. I think that's what what I've learned during this period. That that uh, it's very tempting when one has something to keep clinging on. We must cling on. We must um, yeah. and we must protect this. When actually, the the stronger, perhaps more challenging thing to do is to to be able to release um, on the basis that something else will take its place.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I think so, too. It's it's a bit more of a, like, a let's see what happens kind of lifestyle. And I've been, I mean, I know, I mean, I've been very fortunate that it's, that, like, my normal, that I actually got a lot of concerts and, you know, like, just being able to live and pay your rent and all those things has not been an issue, which is that I'm very fortunate. I mean, I... I um. Yeah, a lot of people struggle, you know, musicians, and and that's a that's a completely different ball game as well when you when you don't know if you are able to, you know, pay the rent basically or those kind of things. That's that's a difference. So I've been very fortunate um, in that sense that all of that works, and then of course it's easier not to be too um, worried, you know.
0: Hmm. When you return to playing it the the trumpet after this period of sort of reflection what did you notice was different if at all in your sort of how you approached the instrument and how you felt playing it
1: well I I remember that um so from so let's I think my last it was the 28th of February what was the 29th was this year it would have been the 28th it would have been
0: the 28th I think
1: it wasn't last year the one with the 29th in it?
0: Oh. Oh, okay. I've really embarrassed myself. Okay, it was the whatever.
1: 28th or 29th. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, whatever. Um, in the States. And then I didn't. And then I do a couple of those online streams thingies. And then I didn't play a concert until uh, I think it was the 19th or the 20th of June.
0: Right. That's a long that was time. my
1: next concert with people. Uh, and this was, that was the festival that I, I told you about in the mm. research. And um, I just, I, I, it was like this, euph- how do you say, euphoric? Oh, okay, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: A sense of euphoria, anyway, yeah. Yeah, It's
1: like, uh, I was, you know, I wasn't, there was not a, a, a fiber in my body that was nervous at all. I was just extremely excited. Um, it was a huge kind of rush, like this, uh, kick um, to play concerts um, so then that whole week of, of different concerts was was an even more special and more uh, inspiring and just happy mm. week uh, than it would have been But and that says something because normally it would have been a very very fun week because there was great things going on with good you know friends and then those festivals are always a lot of fun but this was just a different ball game it was a different league uh of uh, of having a a good time so uh yeah so i guess in that sense i was a bit more just happy
0: You recorded, you recorded this album, Magical Memories, in Oslo Cathedral. I've heard bits of it on a special preview thing, um, which I believe is not signed off yet, um, just so that we're clear. Uh, yeah. But um, it sounds utterly gorgeous. It sounds really reassuring. In uh, And there's something about the texture of the organ with the texture of the trumpet line that just feels quite sort of... Um, it makes me feel very cozy. I don't know whether that's the music or whether that's the the um, the acoustics or whether that's something that you deliberately set out to achieve.
1: Well, it's uh, no, no. I, I like that description. Actually, it's it's um, basically uh, we're like let's record something and trumpet and organ is a very um, it's it's a well I, uh, how do you say it? It's a very um oh it's a, not normal but it's like it's very conventional yeah yes yeah okay yes thank you <laughs> uh like duo like yeah. formation it's, it's very, it, it works very well together a lot of people talk about trumpet and organ you know they have some kind of so basically that's the, that's the idea of, uh, behind the album it's like uh that's, all, that's why it's called magical memories we had a we were really working on that title to make it have the right mean the right thing because basically there is like so many songs so many tracks so to kind of make a kind of a theme for the whole whole recording and it and it's music that that for me um has some special memories special occasions um and then for others maybe they have it like already from some of the songs or maybe they'll get some new memories uh, and that 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 type of music being used at special occasions I mean it's it's a little wedding um, marches some traditional Norwegian ones and some more internationally known there are just really nice tunes that people might have you know used in on more sadder note, like funerals or just very melancholic um, stuff. Um, yeah, so it's a basically, it's just a collection of, of music that I like and that I remember from when I was a kid. Um, and and uh, hopefully some of the songs for some people are recognizable or something they've heard before or if not then hopefully they love it still it's it's uh,
0: yeah I, I have to tell you that um there's quite a lot here that I don't recognize and there's certainly quite a lot here that I wouldn't even dare to try and pronounce because
1: I would just make myself <laughs> yes, like a
0: complete yeah. idiot um but that that I have heard particularly track number four um which is called please
1: Track number four, you have to start the title for me to know. I don't remember. Uh, the track number
0: four starts with the word men.
1: Yeah, men goya over enana. Yeah, there's no way Swedish, I'm going to be
0: doing that.
1: <laughs> Swedish song.
0: Bonson.
1: It's a Swedish song in a very funky arrangement yes. by my very good friend, Jarl Sturlaekin. He's a jazz guitarist and an amazing, you know, arranger. So it's a very uh, funky quirky yeah. arrangements of this very beautiful tune is very different than other arrangements of this tune which is cool i think
0: i adore it and and i hear that i hear the jazz influence in it and it does it's sort of slightly disconcerting to hear a sound that you associate with a religious space or liturgical settings i.e. the organ uh, or that church organ sound and then to hear a sort of hints of jazz in it i i yeah. adore it
1: i'll um, tell him he loved that he was a bit so i'm being a bit adventurous now you think it's fine I'm just like go for it it's cool there's so many like <laughs> yeah. just normal nice tunes so we need some spice um <laughs> going on and also i get i mean on some of the tracks I, I play the flugelhorn this is one of the tracks that i do that and i think it's a it's a nice um uh, and there's also a, the,
0: the other thing that I hear when I when I listen to it is. Um, but bear in mind that I'm a clarinetist, so I understand how the sound of a clarinet. <laughs> <laughs> no worries.
1: <laughs> thank, you, thank you very much. Okay, you're <laughs> yeah, a Somebody's
0: got to be a clarinetist. Uh, yeah, no um, uh, <laughs> that so I understand how the sound is produced in a clarinet. But when I hear uh, some of the tracks here, I hear this sort of really um, soft rounded tone I mean there's clearly sort of uh distinctiveness in between each note but the the legatos are really smooth and the tone is sort of soft and rounded can you tell me how that's produced or is that just something about the instrument and something about you do you is that really yeah difficult? I
1: know I, I understand uh what you meant and um, and um yeah it's a very it's a very... Uh, no, it doesn't have anything to do with instruments. instrument. Um, you need to do it. I mean... Do,
0: <laughs> no, it's not the instrument, it's a me. Trumpet,
1: yes. A trumpet, uh, well not necessarily me, a lot of people can do this, but well... Um, but it's... Yeah, no, in that sense it's me.
0: So for those of us who are only clarinetists, how does one go about producing that if it's if it's down to you and not the instrument?
1: Well, that's a very hard question because it's it's just a part of me, you know, like a natural something that is very hard to to explain um without me going into well I can go into the more of the technical stuff in here. A lot of people have different uh, ways of describing or different theories, you know, like different um, how to play the trumpet um, and stuff. But, but for me, it's, it's more of um, my teacher was very much into talking in like pictures and metaphors and that kind of thing. Um, of course, <laughs> you have to have your, your craft kind of there you need to use your air um properly in the most sufficient way you have to have nice you know techniques for your attacks the tongue the different the, the flexibility the the range the you know the different things and the the colors of sound and all of those things needs to work and then of course that's from practicing um and the practicing that you don't like doing which I don't like that much, but I, I I have done a lot of practicing still, even though that was my favorite thing. I like the results, which is you know, <laughs> yeah, which is say, a yes. which is a nice motivation. Um, um, do you do you yeah. find that
0: it's a constant? So that that sort of tone production. I get that that you would need to go into an enormous amount of detail, but yeah. but do you find that that tone production is a constant? When you're practicing, and when you're recording, and when you're in a concert, or are there situations where actually privately to yourself you think actually, I haven't, I didn't quite get it there?
1: Of course, this is um, to a certain degree. Uh, it's always there because it's my way of playing that I've done for so many years and kind of built up a certain level that will kind of always be there. Um, and it has very much been my the whole thing of having my own sound my own voice playing in a way that um, my instrument is only a tool for what I want to do musically Uh, my goal is that I'm the one uh, that people hear um, and not the trumpet even though it's a trumpet but Mm -hmm. it's like Mm -hmm. that's my that's my goal Um, so of course that way of thinking and the whole thing I've, I've always heard since I was a little girl that I that I can play a beautiful melody, you know, like that I have nice sound. It's always been a thing like that I've always heard. Um, And that I've also then, it's very important to me and and that I worked on and and really want to be as free as possible to do whatever I want, sound wise, um, to be able to to do all the characters, all the colors, all the emotions, all the, you know, to just just have that, arsenal of uh <laughs> of things uh to use um but of course i mean it, that's how it is for all of us it's of course i don't always have it doesn't always go exactly as i wanted or planned of course
0: for people who aren't musicians the idea that most of your professional life is shaped around something that is very close to you might even suggest that it is part of you so I'm wondering how you how you connect with or how you associate with that particular tone that you produce.
1: Well, yeah, it's definitely me. It's my voice. It's um, it's my that's my identity in my music. You know, like my musical voice, which is also then a part of my identity as a human being. So it's definitely me, and it's definitely something that that. Um, I'm very I'm very like I I like in a recording for instance like really capturing my sound is it's not just putting on a recorder you know like like um just one microphone and you'll hear it no it it, it needs to be uh done in a in a proper way you know to really get the sound right um so that it sounds like me <laughs> um so, but but I'm very happy uh, with the people I work with. That I kind of understand they they hear my voice and they like my voice and then they want to get that across as, as natural as possible. Am I thing... right in
0: uh, am I right in saying that actually the selection of these tracks is I think I've read somewhere maybe it was in an email spot the person who doesn't do very much research but that the tracks on this album are reminiscent of music that you remember hearing your mother play on a cathedral yeah, some organ. Of it,
1: yeah. Yeah, so basically my mom she doesn't play that much anymore, but, but she she played the the trumpet as a hobby. I come from a very like I come from the we have a very strong wind and brass band tradition here in, in Norway. So I come from the wind band part, uh, where my mom and dad played as you know, as amateurs as just um, for fun, which is the best part. Yeah. <laughs> People that has it as a hobby, it's like I uh, I envy them sometimes. It was how it was in the old days <laughs> when I was a kid, you know. Now it's my job. Anyway, um, no, but but um, so so I grew up with that, uh, and my mom then playing different places like in church or something, and then um, I remember just well well basically. Um, so I was kind of like an only child. My sister is thirteen years younger than me, so you know I was not She doesn't count. <laughs> she, yeah, she doesn't count. Now does she, she no. counts. <laughs> now she counts. So when I was uh, when I was uh, you know like a yeah. baby and a kid, and then I was just me. Um, and so I was just I I went I was in the stroller probably when when I was a couple of months old. Every Monday, you know, when they went to rehearsal, I was there sleeping. Um wow. so I just I grew up uh with this. Um so yeah. So and then and then so I have these kind of memories and then when my mom plays, so I was just I could go with her and I could sit and draw or do something. This was this was pre iPad and pre everything, you know. It's like I feel like uh when well, I'm thirty four soon, thirty three still keeping on. Holding on to thirty-three, but still, it's a long time ago since I was six years old. You know, so it's uh, that was before everything. So uh, yeah, then I did, and I just listened. I was on the floor listening to you know the organ and those kind of memories. It's very special as a kid to experience. Well, it's special for everyone, but it's special to experience mm. the instrument close up, and and just yeah. So so and a lot of these. These tunes, as I said before, the, a lot of these tunes are, for a lot of Norwegians, um, uh, famous or like something they've heard, and 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 brings certain nice memories. For me, I think it's more of the, of the wedding marches. Actually, there are a couple of of one, from two different parts of Norway, that for me are very. I just love them, and they're very Norwegian in their, the way they sound. In the and basically, it's just for this. It's just two melodies, and then me and Koda have like, it's kind of like improvisation, there and then um in the recording um of uh how it sounds with the chords and stuff um that's also a tradition that that Koda is very he's very good in those like the, like um the improvisation in folk tunes um so he just he just does something and then we recorded
0: <laughs> i, like, I like that i like the yeah. facial expression he just he just just does it. I don't know what it is
1: that yeah. he does. And Just then does I it. play the tune, <laughs> and then we do other key. It's like yeah. So it's uh, no, it's it's a lot of um, and there were there are some beautiful hymns. Kind of there. there is one, the very not the last one, but in the middle there there is this gammal febo it's That's a Swedish one as well that I played in 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 uh, my grandmother's. Oh, hang on. Did you say did
0: you say g- gammal
1: Terrible solemn.
0: Frandalana.
1: Yes, that's the one. Okay, right, that yes. is a lot played in funerals, and I've played that a lot. And yeah, so it's
0: okay. So the one that I can pronounce is what it is one that is played in funerals. funerals how, how yes. very me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What have you most enjoyed about putting this
1: together? Oh, everything, I guess. It's very—I mean, I love so so Labo, the the record label. They're quite a small label here in Norway, but they are amazing. They let me just choose, you know, with the, with the loss of record labels, they have a lot of ideas, which can be great, which but which sometimes also can feel a bit—I don't know—not like forced, but it's just not me, hmm. kind of um so what's nice with labo is that i get to just decide so i got to pick things that i wanted to play and i did and then we recorded the whole thing in three days and that's it kind of with with the quota that i wanted to record it with the organist i wanted to record it with and in the you know it's the main church here in oslo has a great instrument the great organ how yeah, it was very yeah, enjoyable the whole process. And now um everything from I love the photos. I really love the photographer and the it's very I love the, the it's very pink and, and Yes, yes, and, it's gorgeous. Just happy. It's just very happy, it makes me happy to look at it. There uh, is a there is a warmth.
0: There's a warmth about it, actually. Yeah. And and I, I think what I've noticed over the past year is that where I've gone from live concerts, I've gone to I mean I've just received far more press releases about recordings and so as a result yeah. I've ended up looking at sleeve illustrations <laughs> a whole lot more than I ever did before and, yeah. and I think there was a period of time when when record labels probably thought well there's no point because people are just you know they're just listening on demand so you know yeah. we don't need to worry about the sleeve illustrations but now they have really come into their own because they are the they're the thumbnails they're the things that make you go to a particular thing.
1: Absolutely and, and it. I think we all need a bit of happiness, a bit yeah. of joy now. So I, I, I really love the photos that they did, and yeah, no, it's been a very enjoyable all of it. It's been very enjoyable.
0: Is there anything else that you'd like to tell me that I haven't asked you?
1: You mean like in general about <laughs> life or
0: <laughs> whatever? You, <laughs> whatever you want, whatever yeah. you want is fine.
1: No, I think it's been a, no. I mean, it's a it's been a great chat. I, I, I don't know.
0: No. Okay. Well, that's fine then. We Nothing just... that I was thinking. Yeah,
1: no. I mean, I'm I'm a in Norwegian we say that I babble. No, uh, you don't. That I just burp, 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 burp. I'm I, I talk. I'm a talker, so well, I like <clears> having <the kind throat> conversation. See,
0: from an interviewing point of view and from an audience perspective, I think it's terribly important that you do the talking. I think if I do the talking, then it becomes <laughs> less about you and more about me, and no one wants to hear about me. So you know, I think that's a that's I don't a strength.
1: Know. Do you know they? your clarinet. Career. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I think you've already, you've already sort of pitched, pitched okay. your view of clarinetists, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll just well, there leave that there.
1: Great, there's a lot of great clarinetists. There are. Yes, there fun are. Fun to, <laughs> it's fun to make fun of every instrument.
0: <laughs> yeah, kind you're, of. you're the second person. You're the second person who has done that. And we'll just, leave it yeah. we'll just leave it there. We'll just leave it there. You've been listening to the Thoroughly Good Classical Music Podcast. My name is John Jacob. You can find the podcast on Spotify, Audioboom, Apple, Acast, and other places. Follow Thoroughly Good on Twitter at Thoroughly Good, on Facebook at Thoroughly Good Me, and on Instagram at Thoroughly underscore Good.